Welcome to Crossview Radio, a weekly podcast for Wayne County. I'm John Marino, pastor of Crossview Church in Orville. We exist to glorify God by exalting Christ and magnifying the gospel for the joy of all nations. Well, looking forward to uh, today's podcast and uh, have a special guest on uh, with us today. As you know, uh, each podcast we kind of introduce uh, as being a local podcast for Wayne County, and in light of that, wanted to just take an episode today to sit down with uh, the mayor of Orville, Mayor Dave Hanwork, and uh, talk to him a little bit about our community and uh, maybe some ways that we uh, can be uh, praying and encouraging him as well as our community, uh, giving back, those kinds of things. So want to uh, give a, a warm welcome to uh, Mayor Hanwork. Mayor, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, John. Glad to be here with you. Well, as we uh, get started, I just wanted to maybe start with perhaps a little bit of autobiographical information, uh, if, if you will, and maybe just ask you a few questions as we get started. Um, why, why Orville? Why, uh, why mayor? What made you want to run for office? What, uh, what kind of drives you in that area? Well, the why mayor is not one of those answers where you might expect where I grew up thinking I was going to be mayor of Orville. Um, <laughs> I actually uh, came back to Oroville after college with my wife and um, was a teacher for 32 years, uh, 22 of those years in Oroville, my first 10 years in Triway, but we okay. actually were living back here in Oroville then, too. Um, how I got into politics wasn't even an intentional thing either. Mm. I was, I was one of those people that would ask someone questions. If I knew somebody mm. worked for the city, I might ask you know, why are we doing this or why sure. do you do that? Um, but as I was teaching school one day, uh, I had a, a former mayor, Howard mm-hmm. Wade, which goes back a few years, uh, stopped in and peeked into the gym while I was teaching a class and asked if he could talk to me. And uh, the class was getting ready to leave, so I said, sure, hang on a second. And he asked me if I'd be interested in being on city council. Uh, they had okay. a person at the time that actually was a classmate of mine that has uh, was moving away, and he was in the middle of his term. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, yeah, I would be really interested in that. Uh, that's how I got started. Um, I, I then spent 18 years on city council, okay. uh, of course, while I was still teaching and coaching. Um, Twelve of those 18 years, I ended up being city council president. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... As I was nearing my uh, retirement date uh, for teaching, uh, I had several people in town say, you know, you ought to run for mayor. And I, I hadn't really given that a ton of thought up to that mm-hmm. point, but I thought, well, that would be a neat thing to do after I'm done teaching. Um, and so that's what I did, and, and it worked out. And um, I guess why I continued on th- after that first time on council was just that I found it very very interesting. Mm. It was interesting to see what goes on behind the scenes uh, every day and why things do get done the way they are and uh, get the real answers for Mm -hmm. those things. Um, And also the feeling that you are doing something to give back to the community. So that was important too. How do those things, you mentioned you had an interest in seeing how things run behind the scenes. How do those things operate? Or maybe I could ask the question, you know, this way, what what do you do? What what are the tasks that you do uh, on a daily basis? Yeah, I get asked that every once in a while. What do you do? What's what's the mayor's job? And it's not actually an easy question because mm-hmm. every day is different. Sure. Um, and and that's kind of what I like about the job too. 
Um, but there are days, as I mentioned to you earlier, um, where it is running from one meeting to the next mm-hmm. all day long, whether it's here in Worcester or Columbus, uh, mm-hmm. even Washington, D.C. sometimes. Um, and then there are days where I don't have a ton of things on the calendar, and mm-hmm. those are the days that I work on our Orviews article or okay. or writing different uh, reports and things that have to be done. Uh, and then there's daily things that have to be signed in order for work to continue. Uh, just about all the travel that any of our employees do for uh, training and everything, uh, the final signature ends up being on my desk, and, and so those are things that you want to do and keep up mm-hmm. to date so that they're not held up sure. trying to do what they're sure. doing. Anything in particular that you do that maybe most people wouldn't think, uh, maybe don't know about or wouldn't think a mayor would do something uh, of that nature, small tasks, I don't know, anything? Well, uh, doing podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> First one of those, although I've done some other interviews before, but so that's an interesting one. But yeah. You know, next week I'm reading to the elementary kids uh, for Right to Read Week at our okay. school. Um, you know, sometimes I'm writing a proclamation to do for okay. somebody's 90th birthday or mm-hmm. anniversary of some kind. Uh, it, the It's just really a wide variety of things. Sure. Um, a lot of times people might say, well, then you're just doing the shaking hands and kissing baby stuff. and. <laughs> I would have to say I would really disagree with that. That's mm-hmm. part of it, and I sure. think that's a part that people like to see sure. out of their mayor. But if that was truly all there was to this job, I wouldn't be interested. Sure. Uh, I like being part of what actually is happening day to day here. Yeah, and I've seen. I mean, you. Um, I've seen things maybe in the paper, things from time to time, where maybe you're. Um, I think was it a while ago you had painted uh, Smith Orr. Um, oh, well, yeah. well, that might have been a while yeah, back. It's now, been or... it's been now probably five years okay. or so. But yeah, little things like that. I think maybe you mentioned at the State of the City um, address the other night. Uh, you had done some painting as doors. Yeah, here. I mean, just yeah. I I realize that's probably a small thing, but I, from a pastoral perspective, I think that's encouraging just to see um, a faithfulness in the mundane. Maybe just mm-hmm. a humility, willing mm-hmm. to do uh, things that no one else would think. Um, you know, that you would do. So I, I know it's small, but I appreciate that kind of thing. So and yeah, that, well, that Smith or Homestead was not a small one. That, that, <laughs> <laughs> that turned into be a lot of work, sure. uh, uh, but it got done sure. and it needed to be done and sure. they, they had no money to do it. So yeah. I was glad to help do that. What, what do you think are maybe the most challenging and rewarding parts of, of what you do? On a day-to-day basis, I'd say the most rewarding is just the feeling that you were able to help somebody, hmm. whether yeah. it's a phone call that says, hey, I don't understand why this is happening or, sure. you know, my trash wasn't picked up. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, my goal is to make sure I find out what what the issue sure. is and try to solve it. Sure. Uh, probably the most disappointing thing is, is when you have to tell somebody, uh, I can't help you. Yeah. Uh, that's not what we do. It's not in our line of work. That's not sure. our job to do this or that uh, because they're calling just for help. Now, sure. even in those cases, sometimes you can point them in the right direction. If mm-hmm. it's not a city problem, you mm-hmm. can uh, get them to the people they need to talk to. So that mm-hmm. still helps. Sure, sure. Tell me a little bit about, um, uh, and, and certainly just, I mean, um, can share briefly, but just a little bit about the history of Orville, how it came to be, um, those kinds of things. What can you share about that? 
Uh, well, Oroville was founded as a railroad town. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it really grew up around a railroad stop uh, for the railroad that was coming from one destination to another, and we mm-hmm. were in between. <clears throat> so it was a refueling station for water okay. and, and firewood for the, the engines. Um, and so that's why there's kind of a, a real railroad heritage here okay. in the town. And um, a lot of people don't really associate with that so much anymore like they used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a child growing up in Orville, we used to have lots and lots of trains going through town. Sure. Um, in fact, I didn't live too far from the track, so you okay. could hear them every night while you're mm-hmm. in bed and, and uh, you know, got used to that. But we have less trains, obviously, than we did a long time ago, mm-hmm. but there are still a fair amount that mm-hmm. come through. Um, so that's basically the history of mm-hmm. how we got started. And, sure. You know, as, as that first fueling station got put in, then pretty soon you have other things pop up with hardware stores and mm-hmm you know, other jobs for yep. people to do and, and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, um, maybe in light of where we've been, uh, as far as the, the beginning of Orville and where we are today, are there any specific challenges that we face as a community? Um, and, and maybe this would go into a spillover into another question, but what can we do as a community, as individuals, uh, as churches to, um, give back to the community kind of thing? Well, first to talk about challenges, mm-hmm. I think there's different levels of challenges that we have. Um, the big picture challenges are that we are blessed with great industries in this mm-hmm. town, and just about everyone that we talk to, and we do try to meet with our major industries at least once a year, if not mm-hmm. more often, to see how sure. things are going. Um, what we're hearing now from almost all of them is that we have jobs, mm-hmm. we have a need for people, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of times they're running into trouble finding people. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of people that come into Orville to work. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear sometimes people complain about all the ones that you know leave town or work someplace mm-hmm. else or or don't live here. But mm-hmm. um, we have a lot of people that come to Orville to work, and and I'm not talking about just smuckers, which somebody might think, oh yeah, that's it. Sure. But, there's a lot of other companies sure. that have a lot of people yeah. that, that come here every day, and um, we want to make sure that we still continue to have people to fill those jobs. Mm-hmm. So if there's people out there that are in need of work, mm-hmm. there's jobs in Oroville, but mm-hmm. what we hear from those employers all the time is it's it's hard to find sure. people now for the the basic jobs mm-hmm. uh, in the factories where you know the drug testing is important and mm-hmm people that can pass drug tests and people mm-hmm. that are willing to work and actually mm-hmm. put in a full day's work uh, sure. like they're expected to. Um, so those are concerns. Um, in the smaller picture uh, issues that we have, I, I think just in general, we have a lot of different distinctions of people. We have people that are so caring for their neighbors and mm-hmm. caring for their property, and, and that's what makes Orville a neat community to live in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's disturbing now to see sometimes how many people don't care about sure. their property. And I don't care whether you're a renter or a mm-hmm. property owner. You know, I rented once when we first got married, and mm-hmm. that place looked better than when I left it than it did when I came mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Um, simple yeah. things like keeping grass mowed and sure. shoveling sidewalks and 
taking your trash containers back off the street. Sure. Those aren't pretty to look at. Mm-hmm. It's a necessary thing, um, but we've asked and asked and asked people to please take those back <laughs> and yeah. put them away. And, you know, some are great at that. You can see them almost go out as soon as the truck goes by sure. and take them back in. And I know that not everybody can be that uh, dependable, but the ones that just get left out from week to week are really frustrating. Mm-hmm. And and I know somebody might say, well, you know, do something, give them a ticket or find them. But, you know, then you're talking about taking another employee. Mm-hmm. That would be a full-time job, sure. just going around trying to sure. to do that sort sure. of thing. Yeah. Um, going back a minute ago, you were talking about, uh, I was curious to ask you this, because you said there are a, a lot of um, job opportunities, but maybe looking for people. If someone's out there right now who's mm-hmm. looking for a job uh, in Orville, is there a, a good place for them to go uh, to, to find that, um, where it might be posted? Well, yeah, there, there's okay. a number of places you could at least check to, to start with, but one is even the Chamber of Commerce. They okay. usually have, they have a listing of whoever gives to them. Gotcha. And that's up to the companies if sure. they choose to notify the Chamber sure. of what openings they have. You know, nowadays, uh, with the computers and web pages that mm-hmm. every company has, a lot of times they have their own sure. openings listed. Okay. And they'll tell you how they want you to yeah. apply. Some of them actually want you to still come down to the company. Mm-hmm. Some of them are all run with employment agencies and things like that. But mm-hmm. Chamber would be a good place to start. Uh, okay. You know, even Mike Hedberg here that runs our economic development okay. has a pretty good feeling for what companies are looking for now. And Okay. I think the nice thing now is you're talking about a wide variety of skill levels. You know, sure. we're talking basic, you just come to work and we'll train you for mm-hmm. what we want you to do, mm-hmm. uh, all the way up to companies that are looking for engineers and sure. so forth. Sure. What other ways do you see that we can, um, you know, maybe give back to our community kind of thing? I mean, sometimes we're, we're disconnected uh, between just the our daily lives and just the operation of the community and the mm-hmm. needs there. What what are some ways that maybe maybe we're not aware of that we can be helping giving back? Well, aside from those things I mentioned about just taking care of your own property, whether sure. it's yours or a rental property, um, there's lots of areas to volunteer. Mm-hmm. And the thing I notice being involved in a lot of different things in town <clears throat> is how often I see the same people at meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. You know, it might be a wide variety of different things, and yet it's that same core of people. Sure. And those people are a blessing because that's what makes Oroville what it is. But there is always room for more people sure. uh, to help, and that mm-hmm. can be from Heartland Education Committee to, you know, United Way to the Boys and Girls mm-hmm. Club, all that sort of thing. Anything in particular, maybe that uh, resources that are available to the community that we're not aware of, um, anything in that realm, that area? Uh, I don't know that people would or wouldn't be aware of, but we do <clears throat> have a lot of agencies that are connected. <clears throat> Some of them are in town, uh, like United Way. Mm-hmm. Uh, others are more connected through the county, but there's still somebody that can certainly get them pointed in the right direction if they're looking for a, a particular agency or a help agency. Um, so I'm going to read a uh, portion <clears throat> of Scripture And I wanted to ask you maybe a follow-up question uh, to that. But uh, well-known passage of Scripture, 1 Timothy 2, 
verses 1 through 2, says, First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. And so, of course, Scripture exhorts us to um, pray for those who are uh, in leadership over us, and certainly uh, we could go to Romans 13 as well and see uh, the fact that that government is instituted by God, and so it's something for our, our good. We ought to joyfully submit to those who are in leadership over us, pray for them, encourage them. Uh, I think perhaps in our culture today, I don't know if this is social media or what, but we tend to be, uh, we complain a lot more than we actually are <laughs> willing to yes, step yeah. in and uh, and help. And, and sometimes, you know, too, I think it's a struggle with uh, even the media, um, even as we talk about today, we don't see all your daily jobs. We just see what the media has decided that we should see. And I'm not saying that's necessarily bad, it, good, bad, right or wrong. It's just kind of the, the nature of it. And so we don't always see what's going on. And sometimes uh, we don't understand what the needs are and that kind of thing. So um, so we, we tend to be uh, people tend to complain. We tend to um, see the problems and yet not want to, um, you know, lend a hand or that kind of thing. But we did talk a little bit about how we can be better involved. But from the prayer side, what can we do uh, as a church to better pray for our, our local government, um, pray for you guys uh, and lift you guys up that way? What, what can we do uh, in that regard? Well, before I answer that part, just going back to even the complaining part, sure. we do get a good amount of that. Mm-hmm. And, and I think one thing I would just encourage people to do is if you have something that you think is a real issue, is to contact us and at least mm-hmm. let us give you answers. Sure. Because I've had so many times where somebody's mad as a hornet when mm-hmm. they talk to me about something that's been going on for three or four months. Sure. So the anger's build up in them. It is something I have no idea that they're even mad about. Sure. And uh, so if they would contact us, a lot of times they get an answer and you get that magical, oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Sure. that. That's why you do that. Sure. And then it makes sense even mm-hmm. sometimes, which is always helpful. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, what can the general public do as far as praying, I've had you for one uh, John, and I've had other ministers just email me from time mm-hmm. to time and say, hey, I'm praying for you today. Sure. I got to say that when I get those, mm. it's almost like, eh, I'm not surprised because mm. this week went really well. Mm. <laughs> and that doesn't mean it always will, but it certainly, it helps to know that, that people are thinking about the job and mm-hmm. and uh, it, sure. it's not always easy and, sure. and that people do care what's going on. Anything else in either of those two categories that would come to mind? Ways to, to reach out, ways to pray, ways to be involved, um, other than things that you've already mentioned? Yeah, well, the praying part is, you know, anybody that's doing that uh, for any of our city employees, mm-hmm. uh, just urge you to continue and appreciate that. Um, the other thing is my door is always open. Mm-hmm. I've said that since the day I sure. took office and... Um, the only reason you can't talk to me if you come in is if I'm at a meeting someplace and sure. not here, or I've already got somebody in here. Mm-hmm. You don't need appointments. Um, my only reason for having you call first would be that you don't make a trip down here and find sure. out that I'm 
in Worcester at a meeting or sure, something. So. Sure. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. And and that's been, we were talking a little bit before uh, the podcast here, just about when I first came down or first came up uh, from South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And that was exactly true. I mean, you welcomed um, us into your office and been here a couple of times. And so really appreciate your uh, willingness to, to listen and that kind of thing. So what does the future of Orville look like from your perspective? Um, uh, things on the horizon, uh, things that you'd like to see accomplished, things that you'd like to see us grow in. Uh, mm-hmm. What does that look like? Well, population-wise, we haven't grown a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the 2000 census had us at 8,500. Okay. The 2010 census had us at 8,300. So technically, okay. you could say we got smaller. Mm-hmm. We're not convinced those numbers are exact because obviously sure. there's people that maybe didn't fill out their census papers. Um, our utility director said we've got more electric meters out than we did before. So how, okay. is, how are there less people? But to say the least, we're staying about the same. Sure. Now, I don't know what it'll say when we come up with the 2020 census. Uh, if it is an increase, it's probably not going to be a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have some steady growth going on. Um, we have some areas where there's some building going on, some mm-hmm. housing units, uh, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, personal houses or rentals or whatever, that will allow more people to live here. We're a little bit landlocked, so we can't just sure. grow by leaps and bounds like some people right. uh, do in other areas. Um so individually and, and people-wise, that's kind of where we're at. Industry-wise, as I said before, we're just extremely lucky. And we have two, we call the first one an industrial park. The second one was called our business park. Mm-hmm. Those are both full. And so we're in the process now of you know trying to figure out how we can afford to start a third industrial park okay. because the worst position to be in is to have some big company that's really interested in locating mm-hmm. and then they find out there's no place for them to sure. go. Well, I uh, I appreciate your input today. I appreciate uh, you taking a few minutes out of your day. I know you always got to rearrange your schedule uh, for these kinds of things. And so uh, it's been a joy talking with you and uh, we'll continue to pray for you and encourage you. And then if there's anything else that we can do, feel free to contact contact me or contact us and happy to minister in whatever ways we can. So thanks for joining us today. Thank you, John. Thanks for listening to Crossview Radio. I'm John Marino, pastor of Crossview Church in Orville. We meet Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Orville YMCA. To find out more about Crossview Church, visit us online at Crossview Orville.